what's going on, y'all? This is Kelly Clarkson. Welcome to Miss Into Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. The very first podcast dedicated to the original idol, Kelly Clarkson. Here are your hosts, Jeremy and Pam. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Miss Into Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. I'm Jeremy. And my name is Pam. And today we are back with our next episode in our roundtable series where we talk with some fellow Kelly fans about our opinions on random Kelly things. Very vague, <laughs> I know. But that's yes. really all. That is really what it is. We just give our opinions on various questions in the world of Kelly Clarkson. Yeah, usually we're talking about the the issues of the day, if you will. But since Kelly has been taking a very well-deserved summer off from pretty much her entire career, uh, there has been very little to talk about in the world of Kelly, at least since the beginning of July when we got the Kelly Oki EP. There really hasn't been anything since. Uh, there have been some uh, some sightings of Kelly out in the wild. I know that she's been seen at some shows in L.A., so it looks like she's been itching to get off the ranch uh, out in Montana. Uh, and plus, we also know that they are getting very close to uh, being back into full swing when production of the Kelly Clarkson show gets back going. In fact, I would be willing to bet that some of the principal players, uh, I would be willing to bet that someone like Jason is back at the studio and is working and getting Kellyokis ready to go. Yeah. yeah I gonna, saw something. And then they're going to Instagram. So they are back. Yeah. I saw something. So we're recording this like exactly middle of August. I saw Jason was back in the studio with like Kyle and Jocko and some other people. I don't remember who else, but um, yeah, they were back in LA in the studio, probably like working on some karaoke arrangements or yeah. random Kelly Clarkson show arrangements for season four. Yeah, and I imagine that they're all going to be working out of the uh, the home base there at Universal Studios, and then they are going to take the show on the road across the country to the East Coast. Where Pam, you got some good news. I did. Well, I don't know when this is coming out. <laughs> This might be coming out when I've already gone. But yes, I am going to be going to a taping of the Kelly Clarkson show. Very excited. I uh, originally didn't get tickets and like I saw a couple people had gotten them and I was, you know, not, well, I don't want to be that entitled person. I was just kind of curious being like, bummer, I applied for like three shows and I didn't get one <laughs> or none of my, none of my friends got any of them. And then... They must do it on like a rolling bait, like a ongoing basis, because I just saw yeah. sporadically more people and more people were getting like accepted. So I eventually got accepted. And uh, yeah, I will report back on um, my experience at the show. And yeah, it'll be fun. I'm excited. Very nice. Yeah. Good for you. I'm glad that uh, that you get to go to another taping um, while you. she's there in New York. It feels only right. Thank you. Thank you. I'm very excited. So it's yeah. my pretty much my only opportunity to go because LA is not around the corner. So exactly. Thank you to the NBC team for sending them my way. <laughs> All right. So uh, Pam will be reporting on her experience at uh, the season premiere week at the Kelly Clarkson show in an upcoming episode. In the meantime, we need to bring our guests in for this week's roundtable. We're so excited to welcome to Miss Into Podcast. We have Kaylee, Dan, and Kenny. Welcome, guys. Hello. Hi, everybody. Hello. Thanks, Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Thanks for having me. 
Of course. Yeah, thank Th- thanks for being Super here. We appreciate here. it. Uh, let's go around the horn real quick and let everybody know where you're each from. Kaylee, let's start with you. Um, I'm in Las Vegas, Nevada. Oh, and thanks for getting up so, early for uh, recording our podcast this morning. My dog makes that mandatory. <laughs> so you are definitely wanting the residency to come back because you will have the best commute out of anyone we know. <laughs> oh, absolutely. My big like I said earlier, my bank account will hate me, but I will be there all the time, constantly. <laughs> but you'll save on on like actual commuting, so I think yeah, yeah, yeah. balance. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Dan, where are you? I'm down in San Diego, so right. it just blows my mind that I'm like 100 miles away from where she actually lives. But I, too, <laughs> want the Vegas residency because I have a brother who lives just south of Vegas. And I tell you what, I my my budget and my vacation time will be saved up just for that. <laughs> I'm doing multiple shows. Yeah, that's exactly sure. what I do. I save in the past. I've saved up my like vacation days just to go see Kelly live. And people think it's crazy. I'm like. Who cares? Oh, like that's, not crazy at all. Thank you. Thank you for validating <laughs> me. <laughs> and uh, last but not least, Kenny, where are you? Hi, uh, I'm in Winthrop, Massachusetts, right outside of Boston. Awesome. Um, I love Boston. So it's normal. It's acceptable time for me. It is an acceptable hour. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> awesome. Well, we are so glad that you guys could all uh, spend some time today uh, to do one of our roundtable episodes. Um, I was saying this to Pam earlier that normally in a roundtable, we're talking about, you know, sort of the quote unquote issues of the day uh, that pertains to Kelly and her career. But since we've been sort of having a lot of radio silence while she takes some time off for the summer, uh, we had to kind of get a little creative with some of our questions. But this uh, this first one that we kind of want to pose to the room is one that I think it wouldn't matter if she were on TV right now or if she were working right now or if she was on vacation because it sort of is a more 30,000-foot view of her career. The question we want to know is about Kelly's star status right now. Um, you know, for so long, she has been either on tour, she's been promoting albums, or she's been doing the talk show and some people even feel that she should have been a bigger star after Breakaway and even after Stronger. And do you wish that she was a bigger star than she is? Or would you prefer to be a, a, a person who's more accessible where, you know, they could still do, you know, a whole bunch of fan meet and greets at every show and... You know, she could actually play small venues that we have a shot at getting tickets at or those sorts of things. Um, you know, we're, we're talking the caliber of Kelly's star, the brightness of her star as an entertainer. Um, Dan, let's start with you. Your thoughts on uh, just how bright of a star Kelly is at the moment. Well, I think she's honestly as about as bright as she's ever been. But I think a lot of that is the exposure um, you know, it's really encouraging for me that I see, you know, keeping up on uh, fan pages on social media and all that. It, it really seems like even though there's been a group of a core audience members or fan members, I'm sorry, that have grown up with her. She still has a ton of fans who are in their teens, in their 20s, in their 30s. And for an artist who's been around for as long as she has, I think that's pretty remarkable. But it's because I think she's even though maybe her record company isn't marketing her as well as they could have over the years, she's marketing herself and she's staying true to who she is. And so it's easy to get behind her. Um, but you know what? I've always had, I've always wondered why she wasn't 
a bigger star than she was. But I've actually kind of appreciated the fact that, like you said, she is, even though I've never met her, that would be a dream, but she is more accessible. She does seem to get out in the crowd uh, more. And she's um, just more real, more down to earth, of course. But from my perspective, I've never, there's a ton of artists that I follow that I just, it blows me away that they're not bigger artists because they're, they're so good. I think they're so great, but then music is very personal and subjective. So I guess just that, you know, maybe other people are seeing things different than I am. Maybe people want other things than I do. I'm team Kelly all the way for somebody else or for maybe for the masses. I don't know why, but it's, it's not as much as it is. I, I've just never understood why, cause she can, she's on the level of the greats of all time. So yeah. I honestly don't know what it is, but for me, I'm okay with it. I'm totally okay with her project, her trajectory, where she's come from, where she at, where she's at now and where she's going. It all works for me. I don't, I don't need to get behind some massive star to, to be happy. I'm, fine with where she's at kenny your thoughts uh, i mean i agree with that i think it's can can i swear of course <laughs> okay um i think she's got the fucking weirdest like i don't know po- popularity status or like <laughs> that I, I can't figure it out i always wanted her to i mean you know i get like bummed out when something doesn't debut at number one for her just because i like have this weird thing since i've you know since american idol i just want (laughs) really good for her like i actually like know her and she's my friends and i really am invested and every time that doesn't happen i would get like so bummed and i also can't figure out why like i think that people think that it's not cool from some time back in the day you know i mean she was it in the aughts you know when she was huge and I mean, she still is, but I think that she doesn't really care. So I'd be like, oh, well, I don't really care either then. You know, like whatever it's at, I like it. People like, you know, think it's whatever they think it is when I say, you know, she's the best. But um, yeah, I don't know what it is because she's like the hugest, but also like not. And I've never really been able to figure it out, but it works for her. So I'll take it. And Kaylee, what do you think about it? I think part of, I don't know, I've thought about this too a lot because it does, it does bug me kind of like it bugs Kimmy <laughs> that she's not bigger, but I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that let's be honest, sex sells, controversy sells, and she has never, she's, she's a very beautiful woman and in her twenties was extremely hot. I'm going to just say it. She was, <laughs> she was super hot. She's still hot. I actually think she's hotter now than she was then, but that's a whole different conversation. Um, but she doesn't present herself as like that kind of overly overdone kind of person manufactured even uh looking so it just doesn't you know it's too relatable i think to be like oh you know everywhere all the time and i love the fact that she's relatable um i do get annoyed with the pessimistic view of people saying oh this next album it's she's never going to chart again she's never going to have massive hits again I honestly think with the show and her going viral with the Kellyokis regularly has brought in a lot of those 15 year olds, 13 year olds, 18 year olds to um, Kelly Clarkson. And then I saw her really start to increase in status when she started partnering with Ariana Grande Mm -hmm. and some of those other artists. And 
I really think her next album is going to be big. We saw it with Kelly Oki. Kelly Oki had zero expectations of doing extremely well. And yet for a little covers EP that got zero promotion, it hit number one um, on iTunes, at least when it was released. And it's done extremely well for what it is. So I, I, I don't have that kind of pessimistic quality of her future. Yeah, yeah, and uh, Kenny Kenny said it well when you know you're sort of you're you're rooting for somebody because you because that's what I've always said about Kelly is that especially for those who have been sort of on the ride since American Idol and we voted for her early on, we all had a vested interest in her career, and it is so rare for somebody to get in on the ground floor of somebody's career. I mean, we literally saw her become a star, and so. We are even more attached to her than you would be somebody who, you know, you you were first exposed to them by hearing their song on the radio or or seeing their video on YouTube. Uh, You know, we literally got to see her created. And so it's easy for us to feel the peaks and valleys of her career a lot harder because we feel it more because we really, really root for her to do well. And, you know, I think that the the industry, entertainment industry as a whole, is a very much, what have you done for me lately? And we talk, uh, at least in radio, about musicians. We talk a lot about top of mind awareness. And if you are not in front of the audience, if you're not doing something on TV or if you're not doing something with your music, if you're just chilling right now and you're in the background and you're just living your life, you're not top of mind with the audience and nobody's thinking about you because the audience is so fickle and they're, they are moving on from one thing to another. You know, I mean, a couple, I mean, gosh, it's been a couple of months, but like everybody was talking about Olivia Rodrigo. I mean, she was like, you couldn't go anywhere without hearing about Olivia Rodrigo, whether it be on TikTok or on YouTube or on TV or on radio. And now you don't hear much about her because, you know, she, I don't even know if she's still out on tour or what, but it's granted, this is how, you know, the cycles of albums work. She's probably working on new material right now, but she's not the thing that everyone's talking about right now. You know, everyone's talking about Beyonce right now. Everyone's talking about Lizzo right now because they're the hotness. And I think that Kelly doesn't really care all that much about how popular she is. She just wants to do right for herself. She wants to do things that she enjoys. And if a million plus people come along for the ride, great. Um, But I do think that she is, she is maintaining her star. I think that her star was probably the brightest around the breakaway era, but right now I think she's maintaining it and she's continuing to introduce herself uh, to a whole new generation and audience of people each and every week as the TV show is on. Yeah, I. Uh, it's it's funny because when I wrote this question, I was I kind of had a different idea in mind, but I like where you guys all took it because Breakaway Area. Yes, Kelly was a massive superstar. You couldn't escape her name, her music anywhere, rightfully so. And then obviously from my December through probably for at least another decade she was obviously like people knew who she was but a lot of casual music listeners were not necessarily going out to seek her music i hate to say it obviously she was popular she did well she was charting she went on successful tours but she wasn't like this crazy huge household name that that she was in like 2005 ish 
I think The Voice, as much as Jeremy and I are not the biggest fans of The Voice, I can't deny it that it really helped bring her back into, I hate using this word, but it brought her, it allowed her to be kind of relevant again in pop culture, relevant for the the masses. Um, and I think the talk show has even made that even bigger. And it's weird because in that 2007 to 2000. 18-ish range, I feel like a lot of hardcore fans would be like, oh, you know, it's really, it's a bummer. She doesn't get the credit she deserves. Well, now she's getting, now she's a household name and she's kind of less quote-unquote accessible. You know, it's a lot harder, and not that she's been on tour in a couple years, but even her last tour, her tickets were insanely expensive. I never spent that much on a Kelly Clarkson ticket. I remember the days of spending 35 bucks. Yeah. And then, you know, now trying to get tickets to the talk show is, like, actually very competitive. And this was something that, like, wasn't that big of a deal. Like, Kelly was a very accessible artist. She used to be on Twitter all the time talking to fans, and now it's – she's such a busy woman. So it's a, it's something that people were wishing for, and now that she has reached that level of stardom again, it's just it's just different. But I'm glad that now she's getting that – recognition that she's that she deserves but i think a lot of people are recognizing her as like a celebrity rather than like seeking out her music does that make any sense yeah i think you're you're seeing you're seeing her more as a person and and the fans who knew her through her music they were all underground singing the gospel about how great and nice of a person she was most everybody else the top level people were just seeing great songs, fun songs to sing along to. Now the country is hearing less from her musically and they are seeing the genuinely nice person that she is. And I, and obviously it's the talk show we have to thank for that. Uh, Kenny, go ahead. I know you were about to say something. Yeah. And that's no, that's all great. I mean, I, she's, you know, I don't know more popular now than she's ever been. I think it's just not, due to the music exactly so you know and like they've always i don't know what the deal is i mean you guys have talked about it many times before like the marketing of our music just forever has just been terrible yep just sinks it's it's terrible she's never on the radio you know and i can't figure out why all that is but yeah no i mean i love that she's so many people know about her and that leads you to her music but um yeah, it's just they. I don't know. They don't know. They don't know what to do with her music, which is kind of a bummer, you know, because then everything like fizzles out so quickly. Yeah, it's cool that we get to see her do a lot of other stuff, and we get to see her sing, you know, five days a week. Um, but yeah, it's just really like they don't. People don't know what to do with her. Like labels don't know what to do with her. It's like no one really knows when she's out here. Literally, just kind of the best thing ever, yeah. and everyone's like, ah, oh, but yeah, but yeah, but yeah, yeah. You know, they don't. I'm really freaking no. I'm but. really looking forward to whenever this new album comes out and like I'll you know, Kellyoki aside and Christmas album aside, when they actually have like a full album of like original songs, this is gonna be the first full album in that case since the talk show has been in existence. Right. I'm very curious what Atlantic's gonna do to promote it. If they're going to put in way more effort because they know that the talk show is so successful. Obviously, Atlantic and NBC don't necessarily work together, but they both have the same goals to make Kelly as successful as possible. I'm wondering what that's going to be and how the general public is going to react to it. I have no idea. I don't think any of us do, but. She just needs great songs. 
Yeah. She needs to be promoted. It's an album full of great songs, and then they need to be promoted. Like, you know, just like they would do with any other superstar. You know, it just needs, the album needs to be packed with good songs. Well, and and maybe I can, I don't want to take us on like a completely different road here, but I I just want to explain a scenario that that has confused me over the course of the last, I don't know, 10 or so years. So... The, the world knows, and obviously we all know, the caliber of Kelly's voice. It is, and we have described it here on the podcast as a once-in-a-generation talent, a once-in-a-generation voice. I mean, there there is absolutely nobody who sings like she does. Now, that said, I'm confused as to why when she puts out a new album, it's not an event. It is not a bigger deal. And here's, here's my, my point. I'm, and I, I'm not shading Adele whatsoever. Okay. I want to start that right off, but every time Adele puts out an album, it is an absolute event. And I don't know if that's because of her record label, knowing how to, to properly promote an album when she, when she puts one out. And I know she goes, you know, pretty far between albums, at least she has recently. Um, but just the sheer push behind Adele's most latest album, which, you know, technically did not do nearly as well as her other albums. And and that's a, a whole other aside, but I'm just confused as to Adele is looked at as this incredible singer and everyone's fawns over her voice and, oh my gosh, she's such a beautiful singer. We have had Kelly Clarkson this whole time. She's been sitting over here just putting out bangers and and having the most incredible voice and yet it is not the same when she puts out an album as when Adele puts out an album you're not and and maybe this will change cuz again now that the talk show is successful and she's got this big deal with NBC yada yada you know Adele gets this big you know primetime TV special singing on you know the side of the mountains in LA at the, uh, the observatory or whatever. Observatory. Yeah. Uh, she gets this big primetime special runs twice and it's this big event, but Kelly Clarkson puts out an album and, and granted, we don't know what's going to happen with this new record. I don't know if it's going to be the kind that, that lends itself to this kind of promotion, but it just sort of comes out. And I, and I've just yeah. been, I've been baffled by that because again, and I'm not shading Adele or her career at all because I think she's a, a magnificent singer, but I, and this is my hot take for the episode. I think that Kelly Clarkson is a more well-rounded singer than Adele. Um, I think that Adele has a lane that she fits in. I don't see her coming out of that lane a lot. You don't see her, you know, singing a lot of different genres of music or being able to sing a lot of different genres of music. And yet you have Kelly Clarkson who has all this stuff in the toolbox and she is not getting nearly the press and the publicity like Adele does when she puts out a new album. And again, I we're only working on one real big record out of Atlantic, so I don't know if they're going to get it right this next time. They certainly did try harder with Meaning of Life than RCA did with any of those albums. Um, I kind of want to go back around the room, you know, just with some quick thoughts on, on that point. Uh, Kaylee, we'll start with you. Yeah, I agree with you. I think th- I have, you know, music is personal. So Adele is fine. She's fine she can sing but it's very narrow to me she pop power ballad great but that's like it like that's all i've really seen of her you know in her set this pop power ballad is all she does and you're right it's an event 
But I do think that helps from a marketing perspective because she has a very specific lane. If you look at Kelly's albums outside of like Meaning of Life or My December, um, they're very genre broad, right? They all over the place. There's a lot of different tones. You could market as country and R&B and pop. But uh, so I think that's harder to to market. But I do agree with you. RCA was just crap at marketing anything um, that was related to Kelly Carson. Atlantic at least gives her the freedom to do what she wants, which I appreciate. But I still don't think they do a good enough job of marketing. I know they tried harder, but I I agree. They don't seem to know what to do with her. And I don't know why that is, but I agree. I don't think there is a better, more versatile singer currently. And I would put her in an all-time greats position. I, there's just no way at this point. There's enough information enough of her singing to to show it the range the versatility dan more objective dan thoughts here i I wonder and this is this is again just a personal take i could be way off base here but i wonder if it kind of goes both ways that rca didn't really know what to do maybe she was okay with that for some to some degree because i know earlier in her career she kept getting pushed tour after tour after tour getting walking pneumonia a couple of times while, while she's on tour and and she had to fight back and then she had the, to really fight back with my December um, that maybe now she's, you know, she can put in her input and says, I want to do this. I want to do that. And I want to do that. But rather than the record company coming to her and saying, well, no, we need you to do this. We need you to do that and blah, blah, blah. And she's going to say, I don't want to do that. That's too much for me. I want to just be in this lane. I want to do this, this, and this. And so they kind of meet together in the middle and she, and I had this impression that, she's okay with the amount of um, coverage that she's getting. And that this, the voice and the talk show, these, well, the voice, at least I know she had wanted to do that for a while and she got to, and the talk show, I think she went in kind of nervous, but now she's loving it. And these are, she's kind of living her best life. And so I don't think she's putting up a stink about it. And so I'm wondering if maybe it kind of goes both ways. If she came in and said, Hey, I need this done now. And I want this, this, and this, somebody's going to listen to her because she is, so huge right now, but maybe she's not. Um, and I'm okay with that. I, I got to say, Jeremy, you mentioned a couple of things before. I just want to say for the record, for me personally, I think she made the voice relevant and she made talk shows relevant because I wasn't watching any of that before she got on. And she was the only reason I did. I love, still love American Idol. I can't get it out of, out of me. I, even <laughs> though it's, it's kind of, it's uh, at the end of the season, every season, I'm like, oh, that was crap. But still. <laughs> The voice I wasn't watching at all, and she got me to watch it, and I actually enjoyed it, but it was really because of her. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, Kenny, any thoughts? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. <laughs> you know, I just, yeah, maybe that's a good point. Like, he's like, yeah, I don't need all that fanfare. You know what I also think it is? Like, the um, squeaky wheel gets the oil. I don't think that she she's, ain't the squeaky wheel. You know, she's just so good at everything she does and singing every kind of music. It's like, you know, like everyone's like, think someone else has got it under control. So like no one does anything. It's like, she's great. It's going to be good. It's going to be awesome. She's going to keep doing what she's doing. And everyone's like, we don't have to try that hard. Like, I don't understand why you're not capitalizing on. She's the greatest pop singer. I don't know. Yes. Of this generation. I mean, well, and Whitney, but. Um, but yeah, so it's just, I really, I just don't know, but other than she must be kind of okay with it. 
You know, she's got a lot of shit to do. She's got a family. She's got, you know, whatever she has going on. So maybe she's just like, and who knows what this next album will be like. Maybe it'll be what we're all talking about. And I guess she realizes, she realizes at the end, the the end of the day, like she has no matter, no matter if it's 20 or 20,000 or whatever, she, she knows she has a solid loyal fan base that backs her up on everything that she does. Because if you're a Kelly Clarkson fan, you must have a fairly eclectic taste in music because she goes everywhere. So, and I guess that's how she made it by fans voting. So she knows she's going to have someone listening to her, even if it's literally just us in this zoom chat right now, she knows she's (laughs) going to have some people backing her up. So yeah, you, you might be right. She's just like, I don't really give a crap anymore. I'm just going to do what I want, but. And a number one, and a number one isn't everything. No, it's not actually not at all. No. So, you know, I was like, oh, all right, good point. I don't have to. Okay, yeah. Yeah. All and, right, that's what, and that's one of the things that I've always wanted to ask her, you know, if and when we get her on the show is the sheer amount of things. Because like you said, Kenny, you know, a number one. Okay, sure. That's great. I mean, she's done that. You know, I mean, how many times do you have to yeah. have a number one before, you know, you've sufficiently stroked your own ego? Um, you know, she's she's made all these accomplishments. You know, she's she's won the awards. She's gotten the accolades. She's had the the chart numbers that she needs um you know what is it that she feels she has left to accomplish that's what i want to know you know i want to know okay do you actually want to conquer broadway do you actually want to make a country album you know what are the things that you haven't done that you want to do because there are a lot of boxes in you know what would be considered a uh, a successful music career and i'll even say it and and put it out there in a hall of fame caliber music career she's checked a lot of those boxes already so what else is there you know what else is left out there um for her to accomplish and i would love to know you know because maybe you know we're all over here you know focused on this and she's like that's great but i kind of want to do this um and i would love to know what that is i still think she's under i know she's had over 100 number ones and the only idol to do it and i know she's you know, won a bunch of awards, but I still think she's underappreciated when it comes to her music because she is just so just consistently good that I do think people are like, oh yeah, Kelly Clarkson's good. Like, and so it's not that wow factor anymore. Yeah. Even though she is incredibly wow factor, so I I do think her music does get underappreciated. Still, I think the so weird the end say. of the day. I mean, we've said it. I've said it at nauseum on this podcast. The end of the day, I think a lot of it has to do with the single choices because the ma- the general public does not listen to full albums anymore. They're going to listen to whatever's on the radio or trending on Spotify or trending on TikTok or whatever. And not all of Kelly's singles have been the correct choice. They have not been her strongest songs. Um, and I think that at the end of the day, a lot of people just think of the singles that they know and they're like, yeah, they're all right. They're fine. But we all know that sometimes the album tracks are a lot better than the singles that are chosen. And those are the ones that get hidden and, underappreciated so well the nice thing is is that now we have avenues like tiktok and like youtube where the labels can put every song on an album out there on those platforms to be used or to be consumed and it's it's almost like they get free research they get to see okay we put every song on the record out there a month ago which one has the most views which one's getting used the most and that could be 
a better barometer for which song to use as the next single, uh, which they didn't have that before. You know, they always had to kind of go on gut instinct. And a lot of times, you know, uh, program directors at radio stations and A&R people at, at, at labels, they all had a pretty good feel for what the big songs were from an album. But, I mean, you hear it time and time again. There's always a fan favorite song on an album that never gets released as a single, but everybody loves it. Um, and those are sort of the missed opportunities. And I think that Kelly has had more and more of those uh, in the latter part of her career um, than your average artist, which which is unfortunate. Yeah. All well, right. Why don't like why? Why isn't there just quick question? Why doesn't anything from the EP get any radio play? Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Like, they put, <clears throat> I was wondering that. Like, because... Why do we never hear anything? You know, it's I get that there's YouTube and and, you know, streaming and all that. But why aren't they playing Happier Than Ever or Queen of the Night like on the radio? That would. Well, the thing is, there is I know like when it comes to pop radio, like to put a, a song out at pop radio, it is actually very expensive to do like a full like sure. campaign, like thousands upon thousands of dollars. But. Atlanta can afford it. You know, they can afford it. Kelly Clarkson can afford yeah. it. So I agree with you. I think they really should. I think Queen of the Night should have, they should have done something with. Happier Than Ever, I'm a little, even though I think it's my it's my favorite from the EP, I think a lot of people would compare the two, because you sure. know, Happy, it was yeah. su- such a newer song. Um, but Queen of the Night, I you know, you, you're, you're constantly hearing people cover, put out songs that are 20, 30 year old covers and it's, it's normal, and yeah, yeah, I agree with you. But I think they just put it out as like a little. Here's some content for the fans. We're not going to put any effort behind it, but they should have. You're right, and I don't have a real answer for you except it's probably just money. Yeah, yeah. And, and I can speak as the as the radio guy in the room. I mean, radio stations anymore, especially they do not just take flyers on whatever you know music is out there. They don't say you know oh, there's this new Kelly Clarkson EP. It's got kind of a cool song. We're going to start playing it because radio playlists have gotten so tight and there is so much competition in the radio industry for ears and for people to come to the stations that half the time the music isn't even the focus of a radio station anymore. It's more their personalities, the people that are different than what other stations provide. Um, you know, you can have more than one station in a in a city, uh, I mean, in pretty much any of your cities uh, that play top 40 music. You know, I, chances are in all of your cities, there's more than one uh, station that plays top 40. And yep. so you've got those, let's say, let's say it's two stations. So those two stations are pretty much playing the exact same music. So there's nothing that differentiates them from Spotify and like a Spotify, like top 40 playlist. And so the only thing that's different is the on-air personalities and what they can bring to the table and what they can offer the listeners in form of entertainment. So, you know, that can be a really entertaining morning show that can be a really popular and and long lasting midday personality. They're the ones that bring people to the stations. So, my point is, is that radio stations are not taking chances on music. And also, sure. um, so there, so in order for them to pay attention to a song that's out, the record label has to tell them, Hey, we're really doing a big push on this new EP from Kelly Clarkson. We love this cover of queen of the night. We'd like for you to consider it to play. And then like what Pam said, it does cost a lot of money because even though there's, there's not specifically 
payola, plugola, where radio stations are literally being paid by record labels to play songs, indirectly, they kind of are. And that costs a ton of money. And there's all the promotion that you have to do for a single. And so it is, like Pam said, very expensive to put a single out. I think that this was more of a fan service project, the Kelly Oki uh, EP. I think it was more fan service. Otherwise, if they were... And I don't want to, this is not how I want it to sound. I don't want them to say that they weren't serious about it, but if they were really serious about it, you'd be able to find this CD at like Target and Walmart. You can't find it at Target and Walmart. It would probably have a bigger pressing. There would be more of an effort put into the physical copies and there would be more of a a push on all the various avenues that you can promote an album. This album just sort of came out. And it got plugged sure. by Kelly and, and you know, her people and for about a week. And that was it because I think they just wanted to put out a little fan service thing, little, um, a little addendum to the talk show. And that's really all that it was meant to be. But again, speaking as a radio person, I would love to hear just about any of those songs on the radio. But I think that Atlantic just said, you know, this is not, this is not the project that we're going to call in the favors and cash in the chips on. Uh, when it comes to getting Kelly's music on the air, we're going to hold all that for when whatever this bigger project is coming down the pike. And that's great. No, who else does that? We'll take that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I don't need to hear it on the radio. I think this is a good opportunity to segue into some questions and conversations about the Kelly Clarkson show. So my question for the, the round table is what kinds of segments do you think are missing from the, the talk show or something that you really want to see more of. Now, I don't know if anyone needs to take a minute to think about it. I may start here because there's just one thing on my mind. Go for it. Not, not to compare the two, Kelly and Ellen, because I don't want to do that. Their shows are different. But one thing that I think Ellen really did a good job of incorporating was more audience interaction. I do think it's great that Kelly um, and her team do – include some audience member with the Kelly Oki, um, with, they request it. I use that term very loosely. Yeah, I think we all, <laughs> I think we all know by now that that's a plant and it's, it's, it's set up. It's very staged. Um, but I think it's cool that they still do incorporate someone, but I think it will be very exciting to incorporate more fans, whether that is a game or I'm not having, I'm not going to say Kelly needs to dance around the aisles like, like Ellen did. Please but I think, don't. <laughs> but I think it'll be I think it'll be fun to have more audience participation. Um more games could be fun. I don't know. I love whenever Kelly plays games. They often will go viral. I think she's hilarious. She's ridiculous when she plays games because she's so competitive. But I think it could be really fun to see more of the random guest, audience guest participation. So that's my one thing. But um curious if anyone else has any opinions on this uh kaylee what about you it don't need more audience interaction i'm cool with like limited audience interaction because i'm not here for the audience um (laughs) (laughs) sorry no that's okay you have your opinion that's totally cool but i agree with you i love the game segments and i get sad when we go like weeks without a game um so i would love her to do more games i also am hoping that now she's not kind of fighting Ellen for the big name stars if she gets more big name stars just to continue the promotion of um, her show. But my favorite things have been 
people I didn't even know, like from other countries, like international artists, like that Anita segment has me dying. Like every time I, I watch it and like, I didn't have any kind of real awareness of her as an artist prior to, and like, she's done some stuff with Fauja with, I dare you. Like, I would love to see more international uh, guests come on too, to, because they're really fun in unexpected ways. Yeah. Uh, Dan, what about you? Well, you know, I, I actually can't think of anything else that she would need because, and the reason I'm saying this is because um, like we talked about with her music, there was always that, that uh, under, misunderstanding of like, why isn't she more famous than she is? She's such a great singer. And it seems like with her talk show, the things that she puts on there, her, her games, her, her stories where she's really pulling at the heartstrings. I mean, she does that so well. Every episode has something that just is just amazing. You know, good, feel good stories. She, her magnetic personality seems to really come out. It's almost like she's just in her living room having a good time. And um, I think that's what the audience has picked up. And I think that's picked up on. And I think that's one of the biggest reasons why she's able to now go into Ellen's spot because people love that. They love this fresh perspective and the music too. You don't see a talk show where someone's singing every time. The only thing I'm wondering about now is that she's going to be in this new time slot and that she does get more of the A-list celebrities. I think it's a good time because after three years, I could see where her interviewing skills have gotten so much better. Whereas in the beginning, it seemed like she was, she was just so excited and, and ready to talk over everybody and, to get her opinions out and all that. And uh, there were times that I was just like, you know, slow down, Kelly, slow down. You know, it's okay. I, I was feeling for, I don't know why in my own little world there, I'm, I'm like in her, in her head or something, but it seems now that she's really good at, you know, letting the, the guests say what they have to say. Well, you know, she takes it all in. And um, so I, I just see nothing but the, the sky for her with this, you know, I'd rather her be, going back to album tour, album tour, but that's just cause you know, that's just me being selfish. Um, but man, this talk show thing is really, I think it's working out. I, I love what they're doing with it. Totally. Yeah. She was, she was very squirrel when the very beginning, like just so excited, like, Oh my Excitement. God. Yeah. Oh my God. Yep. And now, yeah, you're totally right where she's obviously getting a lot more comfortable and not reading constantly off the teleprompter. She's actually more engaged can think of more questions on the fly and it takes a lot of practice totally oh but can i add though but you know that's actually one of the things too that makes her so charming because you're you're looking at a real person she doesn't she doesn't look like she's staged you know she might rehearse but she's not trying to be this robot she is just being kelly and that's that's so freaking charming yeah kenny what about you i mean it's just excuse me wild that she's the most popular talk show host like in the world now like, it's just... Bonkers. I don't know. It, yeah, it is. I mean, who'd have thunk? But, yeah, she's great at it. I don't watch a whole episode of the talk show very often. So, that's okay. Um, I don't know. I'd like a like a full song for Kelly Oki. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? You know? I'd like a full song most of the time, or, you know, with some of them. But um, other than that, yeah, no, she seems like she's so much more comfortable interviewing people and just in the position and sitting and being a little still and you know just just being more comfortable with what she's doing so i'm sure it'll just keep on keep on keep on going yeah i think and she'll just get better and better yeah i think the one thing also i want to add was kind of going off of what what uh, kaylee said something that i would love to see more of they've done it a handful of times but i would love to see more musical musical guests 
like performing oh, yeah. per- performing oh. there cuz they do it a- once in a blue moon. It's not very common that they do it there, but I think that would be very cool to do more, you know, musical acts kind of like what like a Jimmy Fallon does or Yeah, I never realized that they yeah, don't people on. Or doing more kind of duetty stuff like with the band. Um like I remember Early on, Tori Kelly was a guest, and her and Kelly sang together with my band, y'all. And that was very cool to kind of do that collaboration. Um, obviously not for every episode, but I think doing it a bit more consistently would be special. Because cool. she is a yeah. musical artist, it would be very cool to yeah. incorporate other artists as well. So, Jeremy, what are your thoughts? I have a few different thoughts about the things that I would love to see with the show. First and foremost, I think that one of the great things about her show is that it is the stickiest show. And I say that in that there is so much online content that brings people into the show. I mean, Ellen and even I'll even go back to like Oprah and other people who had daytime talk shows, they would rarely have those moments where you know, something would say, oh, you need to come and watch this show. Kelly has one of those almost every day with the Kelly Oki segment. NBC is obviously fully behind her because if you follow like the Today Show on Twitter, I would say two to three times a week, they are putting out, like they are commenting and putting out whatever Kelly's Kelly Oki is for that day. I mean, they're really good about cross-promoting her on other uh, arms of NBC. And so I would like to see more of these viral moments um, that happen on the show. And, and she's been really, really good at that. I mean, you the first thing you think of is the Sandra Bullock in, interview. And uh, and I, I forget the gal's name, uh, but the, it was the it's the clip that they use when you go on a virtual episode and they do some of the best stuff. And she talked about like being inside of somebody or whatever. Um, <laughs> you just say that part, and you know exactly the clip I'm talking about. But yes. like she has those really funny viral moments that happen on the show. And I know that you can't manufacture those Uh, late night shows try really, really hard to manufacture those. I mean, there's nobody that attempts to manufacture viral moments more than Jimmy Fallon. I mean, every single thing that they do, every game they do is a little bit over the top that, you know, it becomes this big viral moment, but he never gets, he never goes viral for his interviews because his interviews are actually pretty bland and pretty like middle of the road, unless the guest comes and says something completely off the rails. You only see Jimmy Fallon for like the kid instruments or, you know, the the different games that he plays Um, because those are intended to try to be viral moments. Kelly's doing it a little more organically with her interviews, which is really cool to see. Um, I would also like to see, especially now that Ellen is out of the picture and there is now no talk show host that sort of owns Christmas. Um, I would love to see Kelly really come back and do a big push with ambush Christmas because I thought that that was a really neat aspect to her show. And maybe as Christmas gets closer, it gets a little bigger and bigger because um, you know that, I mean, Oprah's favorite things, uh, Ellen's 12 days of Christmas. I mean, those were, massive moments for those shows that drew people in. I mean, stores were selling out of stuff if they were featured on one of those two shows uh, with one of those two hosts. And so I would really love for Kelly to be able to do that as well and not just sell out crap on Wayfair, but like, you know, actually, you know, (laughs) 
selling out, you know, <laughs> Karen Newberger socks or something that like Oprah did when those were the big sensation. So uh, I would love to see that, you know, I especially now that, you know, there's going to be more competition. There's new shows that are coming around. I'm I'm really interested to see what this whole Jennifer Hudson show is going to be all about, because at least yeah. from the, the bits of the pilot that we've seen, it looks almost like a carbon copy of Kelly's show, but we don't know yet because it hasn't premiered and it won't premiere until the, the second week of September. Um, and then finally, I would love to see her continue to incorporate the band as like characters on the show. I mean, you look to late night shows and their band leader specifically. And of course the first example I can think of is the late, late, uh, the late show with Stephen Colbert and he's got John Batiste who just announced that he's leaving Mm -hmm. the show. Um, or you get Questlove he, with Jimmy Fallon. Questlove. Sure. Again, he Questlove is a character on that show. I mean, he is a part yeah. of the show. Um, Jason Alver, you need to be yeah, a character. I know. <laughs> I mean, and, but Jason, I mean, you know, and Jason's more of a quiet, reserved guy, yeah. but you can tell that he can have fun. But they are really fun personalities over there. And, and we've been very lucky to be able to talk to a handful of them. And we know the kind of people they are. We know that they're great people. So I think that they could be big personalities and, and a fun addition to that show, just like Ellen had Twitch. And um, I mean, basically Gail King ended up being sort of the sidekick for Oprah. And then she launched her whole career, uh, but she was a constant character on that show until she sort of became the household name that she is. So I think that Kelly can incorporate more people from the band and make, cause I loved that episode they did where they spotlighted the band near the end of the season three. Uh, I loved that. And I, I would love to see them incorporate the band more into the show uh, just to get people more familiar with them and, and make people feel like they are a big part of the show as well. Yeah, that's a valid point. I never actually really thought of because like as big Kelly fans, I think a lot of us, I don't want to say everyone, I don't want anyone to feel like excluded, but I think a lot of big Kelly fans are able to identify people in the band and at least maybe know of them or know their faces or know their names. Maybe they follow them on Instagram, but um, it would be cool to incorporate them more for the casual fans who are sitting at home watching the talk show. And maybe they'll start to appreciate each band member as, as I guess, as you said, as like a character. Yeah. I think that's a very interesting point. I always I like love that. when Kelly, you know, brings Jesse on to, you know, be her teammate on a, uh, on yeah. a contest. That's, it humanizes that's, them. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That makes it fun. It, 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 and especially, you know, somebody like Jesse, because, you know, we don't see, I mean, we as fans know who Jesse is, but the average, you know, soccer mom who's watching Kelly's show in the afternoon, she doesn't know who Jesse is. And so as far as she's concerned, that's just the background singer or the backup singer. Um, so it, it gives them more of a spotlight that they deserve because they are really interesting and fun personalities in and of themselves. Totally. As long as she keeps singing every day, I'm good. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Because some, there are some Kaliokis that are some of the best vocals that I've ever heard mm-hmm. from her. Yeah. Like, I can't believe neither of you have it on your list of Kaliokis. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Fall, fall, <laughs> falling by Harry Styles. Yeah. I really liked it. What is, I... It is one of the... Clearest, perfect. Oh, I just thought it was so good. You know, I kept waiting for one of you to say it. I know. Here's the thing. This, <laughs> well, you can't pick them all. No, exactly. You can't pick them all. I. It's one of those performances that, like, admittedly, I've only watched maybe two or three times. I know that might sound crazy because I know it went so viral. I think the problem with me sometimes is like I'll watch something once or twice and like I like it. 
forgetting that often, sometimes it takes five to ten listens for me to fall in love with something. Case in point is sure. I, I, I want to get better by, by bleachers. A lot of people were obsessed with that cover when it came out, and I was like, eh, it's all right. And that's how I felt about Falling. I knew it was fantastic vocal, but I think I need to give it more time for me to be like, oh my god, top five ever, because everyone else is on that boat, and I haven't reached that boat yet. So, <laughs> and I didn't really know it. So she she I also didn't either. Broke, broken a couple songs to me. Like I never I have never heard fake plastic trees before, which I don't know if that's crazy, no. but that is one of that's one of the that's one of the best performances she's. It's one of the best recordings I've ever heard of her, Jeremy. I know yep. you love it. Yep. I mean, it's my it's my favorite on the EP. Like she just, I don't know, she can just do everything. Yeah. Just like sometimes you forget about people who are so good at everything. You, it's so true. It sound. No, it's true. You know, it's so true. Yeah, I didn't know that Harry Styles song either. So I think that's also like I like couldn't compare it to the original. I don't actually think I've ever heard the original, so maybe I need to do that. Sorry to any of the Harry fans that are listening. I'm so sorry. He is very talented. I just don't know a lot of his music. Well, you're jaded. You're jaded now, Pam, because if you've heard Kelly's version, know. You know, there's nothing that can compare Problems. to that. So yeah, no, yeah, I, I right. got to say, I listened to Billie Eilish's version. I, it just, you know, maybe at the age, I don't know. I'm not really, uh, I haven't listened to her. I'm not going to say I'm not a fan. I just haven't listened to her. Yeah. So, after being so overwhelmed with Kelly's version of Happier Than Ever, I listened to Billie Eilish's version and I was just like, eh. But yeah. it's because I think I'm jaded because Kelly's is just so powerful, the way it builds and yeah. Um, like Fake Plastic Trees too, as well. I, I don't think I'd ever really heard the original and that's kind of weird because I mean, I was around in the nineties, listening to a lot of music and it just, I just missed it. So yeah. Yeah, it, I mean it's it's real life, man. When they say that when when Kelly sings your song, you don't own that song anymore. Yeah. It's it's her. Yeah. <laughs> That's why you got to give people credit who who let her. You know, all the people who let her sing. It's gonna be like I don't fucking care. It's gonna be better than me. Just do it. <laughs> let everyone hear it. It's true. I stopped listening to their like I loved the chick's version of gaslighter i love that song and then kelly sang it and i can't hear that song <laughs> the chick sing it because the way kelly sings it and i get like a lot of songs particularly in seasons two and three have feel like they have a lot more like gut-wrenching personal vibes to them um but the way she sings it, it just and that's happier than ever too it just it gets you all the way in on your soul yeah. like just pulls at you Totally. I think this segues us to our next question that I had, which is what either songs or specific artists are you hoping to hear during season four Kellyoki? Um, I don't want to, I, I think I may put Jeremy, I may ask Jeremy first because he knew this question was coming and I'll let everyone else think about this. Because I knew the question was coming doesn't mean that I necessarily was prepared for it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you want it's, me no, to it's, start? It, no, no. It, you, sure. Sure. Go ahead. Okay. I mean, I have like a bunch of like random songs. Like I feel like ever since uh, they, she started doing the fan request like a decade ago, I've had like a document of just like random songs I've wanted her to cover. She's done some. She hasn't done others. I'm not going to give away my entire list, but... I think as far as like artists go, I really would love to see her do more artists that she hasn't done. I think she is very eclectic, but there are definitely times when we're hearing the same artists over and over again, just different songs, which is okay. You know, I mean, season three of Kellyoki, we heard Alanis like at least three times. Mm -hmm. I love Alanis. There's nothing wrong with that. But 
I would love to hear more stuff like outside of her wheelhouse, like more rock stuff or more current pop. I also maybe was not the most prepared <laughs> for this question. <laughs> I, of course, wrote it and I was like, yeah, I totally have an answer. I don't. Um, another thing is I, I – give me 20 seconds and this is all you. Go. I would love – I'm going to come back with a more distinct answer eventually. I want to hear more the Casey classics more consistently and I love that she has not done any singles. I think that is so brilliant mm-hmm. because we don't need we need to hear another version of "Since You've Been Gone." I love the song. Don't get me wrong; it's one of my all time favorites. But like, we don't need to hear it, especially when like the crowd's not going to be up and jumping. They're just going to be like "Since You've Been Gone," like very awkwardly yeah. clapping. Yeah. Um, I would love a more consistent, not necessarily every week, but like way more consistent karaoke classics, especially because a lot of the band. We were talking to Kyle and a lot of the band, they don't know her older stuff at all. So a lot of it's brand new stuff for them. So it's kind of maybe fun that they're not doing the same things over and over again. Like, yeah, let's get a random, like, let's have her cover. I don't know. Can I have a kiss? I just thought of a random song. Sure. Let's think of a random track that most people don't know. I would love that and make it more of a thing. Mm. Um, Anyway, Kenny, that was more than 20 seconds, but go ahead. No, I agree with that. I mean, because I only, like I wrote you guys in the email, I, I, I only listen to Kelly when I run. Like, literally, I say, hey, Siri, shuffle all Kelly Clarkson songs, and then I go for my run. I love it. So, like, in a, tw- in a marathon, I listen, you know, I, so I listen to a lot of her songs, a lot, mm-hmm. you know, because a lot, everything comes on. So I'm hearing things, you know, and I only skip Christmas songs. I even run to ballads. So, but I would like to hear her sing more of her older, you know, album tracks from that we don't a lot. I would also like to hear her sing more Luther. Oh, I would like to hear. Her, yes. I would like to hear her sing the Carpenters. And I would really. I've always wanted to hear her cover "Taking Chances" by Celine. Ooh, Good choice. Oh, Celine. Because it. Yeah, I don't think she doesn't do really a lot of Celine either, but yeah. Taking Chances is just kind of like my favorite Celine song, and it really, it goes crazy up the octave at the end, and I know she would, I've just always wanted to hear her sing it. So yeah, those are some things that I would like her to do. I feel like I haven't heard her sing many of, any of that. I love that. Not what I was expecting, and I think that's even better. <laughs> even better. Um, Kaylee, do you have any thoughts? <laughs> so, yes. Um, the... I agree with you. Consistent Kelly classics, especially I love that they're not singles, um, would be amazing. Um, I know she's kind of started to do more in season three, and I want that to continue as a trend. But I am dying. I've been like trying to like plug this summer a particular song. Um, but I, anything by this band, I would love because 800 covers from concert to show. She's never covered Shine Down. And they have the same length and longevity as Ooh. Kelly. They came about at the same time and they're out their label mates. And so um, I really, really want her to cover Shine Down. I'm desperate to hear Daylight, which is their new single. Um, I think she would cover it amazingly well. Um, so, but anything in the rock genre, I'd be down for. I'm a huge rock fan. And uh, <laughs> I saw your Guns N' Roses shirt. Um, and uh, I, I really want to hear, ever since she did the acoustic version of Pony, I really wanted to do a karaoke of Pony because I, I 
I like Kyle <laughs> in the um, one of the interviews said that she can low key bow. She's got to do some more rap. She I would to. love that. I'm not a huge rap fan, but yes. I'm... So as far as Shine Down, admittedly, I can think of like one or two songs by Shine Down. Like Second Chance, I think is the the big the their big big hit from yeah like what was nine maybe yeah. I don't know what year that was, but. I don't. I don't know much about the band. The lead singer has a fantastic voice. I would be so about that. I think that'd be cool. He has a, actually a bigger range than than Kelly does slightly, and it's crazy to think about. And he had, went through a rough period. He got you know he was addicted to some things and in everything, but he's sober now. And I think daylight has a lot of those tendencies. But uh, his voice has never been better. And Ooh. I call Brent Smith the he's the lead singer of Shinedown, the male Kelly Clarkson. And I want them to duet. So it'll never, ever happen. But I want them <laughs> to duet because their voices would be incredible together. And they could just go ham. You know, she holds herself back with people who can't sing very well. Uh, but she could go ham. That's <laughs> very cool. Here, here's cool, a, like, here's an idea. And this is, the, again, this is pie in the sky. Probably never going to happen, but it would be awesome. Just because the songs are same names, they do a mashup of Kelly's and Shinedown's I Dare You. And just mix them together. Oh, that would be good. Same name of a yeah. song, but obviously two entirely different messages. But that would be wild to hear. Uh, to, I mean, and I'm with you. I think they would sound incredible together. Jeremy, yeah. I agree. I'm so excited. <laughs> Dan, how about you? Did I already ask you? I'm so sorry. No, no, that's okay. I, I, um, Kenny, I was going to say you stole my thunder, but I think we just think alike. I, my first thought was Luther. Um, this, a classic Luther, I would just, I would geek out for. Um, I, I think about the, the classic artists that I grew up loving when I was younger, like Roberta Flack, the the ones who can really have those, like seeing her, hearing her sing, first time ever I saw your face, something like that would just blow me away. Um, I would love to see more, more Casey classics. Um, but you know what, this is kind of out of left field. Well, not really, but a different genre, but I was listening to songs the other day and given to fly by Pearl jam came on and just the cadence of that and the way it flows. I thought, boy, Kelly could just really kill this one in such a different genre than she usually would perform. And so I'd love to hear that, but otherwise, yeah. Um, you know, I love those old time classics, the, the strong ballads that she can really just belt out. Those, those really get me every time. Yeah. I love that you mentioned Pearl Jam. I think like it's, it's no secret. I mentioned like, I'm a big like nineties and obviously like current like rock person. Like I would love yep. some more, like always more Foo Fighters, definitely Everlong and the Pretender at the top of my list, but also I would love some like Pearl Jam or like Stone Temple Pilots, like stuff like that. I would love any of that like nineties stuff. Um, yeah. also like I even more like current rock, like the, the black keys are like one of my favorite bands and Kelly actually introduced me to them when, when she covered lies back in was like 2009. Um, mm-hmm. but they've put out a lot of great stuff since. And I would love if she did like sending anything from the El Camino album, um, or turn blue. Those are very cool albums. And also, so I would love some more, like also like some more, one hit wonders i know that's kind of a very broad thing because that could be from any genre any genre any decade but i love when she just does like really random songs like when we mentioned a few weeks ago um she i think one of my favorite kelly okies from season three was uh blue cantrell which was like a two-hit wonder and like jam. i was like it's a jam <laughs> and it's a two-hit wonder that a lot of 
people either don't know or forgot about. And I'm like, let's bring back more of the songs you wouldn't expect. So, um, and also like some more, like also like 2000s pop rock, like other artists, like Pink, um, even like the older Avril. Um, Of course, like, as I mentioned, the Black Keys, I love the Black Keys and I also love Michelle Branch and that's a whole controversy right now. I'm not sure anyone heard about that, but love them both. So it's a little awkward for me, but anyway, um, anyway, Jeremy, what are your thoughts? Uh, Team Michelle Branch, by the way, I'm all, I'm all about her doing I, I, it's person, you know, personal lives aside, I love both of their they're, I love both yeah. both music, so it's a little. I would love a little for, sticky for me. Yeah, I would love for Kelly to do some Michelle Branch. By the way, oh my just, gosh, are you so happy good. now if she covered that? I would. Oh my god, oh, that would be so would good. Kill that. that would be yeah, so good. Um, yep. You know, I'm a I'm very much a, a child of I'm a child of the '80s, but my music indoctrination really came into the '90s. Um, so I'm all over the place um, with my music, but at the same time, like I grew up on '50s and '60s music, and so I. I have so many that I've been writing down. Um, you know, I would love to, when I heard her cover Dave Matthews band, I was like, Oh, she should do maybe like some John Mayer. Like I'd be interested to hear her do some, like I would love to hear her do daughters. Uh, I think that that would sound really cool. Um, I would love for her to do some more Prince. Um, I would love some counting crows. I think about like some of the big soundtracks of the nineties. Like I would love to hear her do some stuff from like the singles soundtrack or empire records. So, you know, you give me some Paul Westerberg or some Edwin Collins. I think that would really be awesome. I love Maren Morris and Casey Musgraves. I want more of that um, for her to throw out. Um, You said, Pam, Stone Temple Pilots. I would love for her to do Interstate Love Song. Oh, my gosh. I was listening to that last night. Yes. There was a a female artist that was out in the early 2000s named Rachel Yamagata. I don't know if many people know her. I've heard of her. Yeah. Yeah. She, uh, just a beautiful beautiful voice um she's got some good stuff out there um that i would love to hear kelly give a shot at and then another one that's so super random uh i would love to hear her do some richard marks because he's a really really great songwriter and he had some really dope hits in the 80s and, and 90s uh, that I would love to hear. I mean, I would love to hear her do Satisfied. I think that would be really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, right Here Waiting would be another good one. I mean, there is there is just such a plethora of songs that are out there um, that I would love for her to do. Uh, there's a there's a random song by a guy named Paul Carrick uh, called Don't Shed a Tear. I would love to hear her do yeah. that. Um, yes. yeah, yeah, there's just, there's so many like good little like small songs that I think that a lot of the younger audience wouldn't know but they would dig her doing it because just because it just sounds it's her and it'll sound good. So, yeah, the you know at first when if someone were to stop me on the street and say, "Give me a song that you want Kelly Clarkson to cover on Kelly Oki," I would be very hard pressed. But you give me about five ten minutes and I can come up with a couple albums worth. Yeah. Exactly what I just did when I put you on yeah. the spot and you're like, yeah. "Come back to me." Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to hear her sing some good musical theater too. Yeah. Oh, yes. 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 The waitress like thing Jason. was was a tease. Oh gosh, yeah, that was great. Like J- Jason Robert Brown stuff. If she would sing like anything from the last five years or yeah, songs for there's a there's a lot of good stuff out there that she could just fucking kill. Yeah, I want her to go classic musical theater and do like Hello Dolly. Yeah, and oh my God. Hello, Hello Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> that would be hilarious. That's interesting because <laughs> now now I'm trying to think if. I mean, other than the song from Waitress, did she do any other Broadway stuff 
in Kelly Oak? With them sitting there um, in her pilot with Josh Groban, they kind of teased it a little bit. I yeah. can't think of what the was, but they did a little bit. And I think she kind of repeated that with Kristen Chenoweth as well. And they were actually in the interview together. Nope. Um, now, did they do us with Kristen? Did she do a song from Wicked? No, I don't think she's ever done Wicked. See, that's, I mean, I mean, she could clearly, that's a obvious, you know, I mean, she's going to, she's going to sing Defying Gravity. She's going to, she's going to nail it. Yeah. yeah. And I don't, I don't know if I could, I, I could be satisfied with a 90 second version. I mean, it would almost no. have to be, yeah. You got to give yeah, me that's the also whole. Part of the yeah. Cut out a segment and give her a whole seven minute, whatever she needs to do. Yeah. Broadway hour. Broadway hour. Yeah. Broadway hour. Okay. Fun. So they they probably already have obviously the season four uh, premiere week stuff. They're probably going to be. I would imagine they might be at the same location, Pam. They um, are. I think. Okay, but maybe season five they start in New York again, but they put her on one of the Broadway stages and she does a whole Broadway week. And the audience be a lot That'd bigger because awesome. yeah. the, the 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 New York size audience. I mean, I've never been to the LA talk show, but the New York audience, it's not tiny, but it's not like a ton of people. But if she actually did it from like a Broadway theater, yeah. I don't know how that would work like filming wise, but it would allow for a lot more fans the opportunity to be in the audience. That would be a Absolutely. cool idea. Jeremy, do we have one more question? Yeah, let's do uh, one more question here. And this is going to go back to Kelly's music. And I know that, you know, we're all sort of chomping at the bit to get new Kelly music. And, you know, we, we had a pretty long drought in between meaning of life and the Christmas album. And then, you know, we got the Kelly Oki EP this summer, but my question is, it's sort of a two part question. First of all, how often would you like to see Kelly put out new releases? And with that, would you rather that Kelly moved to the, sort of the, the practice of putting out one or two songs every few months, or would you rather she continue to go with full albums um, if they take a little bit longer? Uh, we're going to start with Kaylee with this one. That's interesting. In terms of the frequency, I'd like her to go back to the two or three year model. It doesn't have to be a straight two years, but I would like to see something by every three years musically personally. Um, and I like the idea of you have a couple lead off singles, so like one or two, and then you release a full album. I don't want to, I, I don't like the nickel and diming all the way around. I, I want to get, you know, cohesive because I listen to her album straight through. And if I, and she's one of the few artists I'll go without skipping I just, or uh, shuffling, sorry, um, and top to bottom because she does put thought into how she wants it to flow most of the time. There are exceptions. Um, and particularly meaning of life when Christmas comes around, those Kelly is like a perfect loop if you loop it back. So um, I want a full album. So lead off first two singles, give us an album and every two to three years, three years is good. Pam, I think I want to hear from you next on this. Great. Um, I'm going to kind of go along the lines of what Kaylee said. I agree. I think having the album cadence come out every two to three years, um, I like that. It's what we've all been used to up until streaming happened and everyone just puts out singles whenever it's nice when we do get a, you know, a little nugget, a little a, a song comes out randomly, you know, example, I dare you, 
But because Kelly has the talk show, I don't feel that need to fill the void constantly. I think there's almost too much content out there. So I'm okay with like, you know, an, an album. I'm just going to use very random years. An album in 2019 and an album in 2022 in theory. They're three years apart. But in between all that, we get so much, so many Kelly Oki's, so much content that I don't feel quote unquote starved for Kelly stuff. Um so definitely every couple of years for the album. I think it really helps differentiate each era as well, a new chapter mm-hmm. in her life. So sure. That's my answer. All right. Uh, Kenny, your thoughts? I agree with that actually a lot. I also would like to throw out there that she better fucking work for learning I Dare You in five other languages. Yes. <laughs> like no one's ever done that. And I know that she, like, I think that she, you can just tell that she has a real knack for language and like accent and stuff i you know i know she grew up singing um opera and stuff so she i'm amazed sometimes when that comes on and i hear she sounds legit and also that took a lot of work totally (laughs) which no one which no one else is doing um yeah no i want an album i want it that's you know there's no other way to do it i want a whole album that i can you know, that might have a shitty song on it, but that's like part of the, that's part of the whole thing, you know? And if it came out, yeah, I, you know, less than what's it been five years now. I mean, aside from the Christmas the album, which I don't, I mean, we count, but sure. we don't count. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not counting. It's that. Since been about life, five, five years, years. Yeah. Sure. And you know, that's, yeah, I would like it two or three years, but that's, I guess, asking a lot, maybe. Um, but yes, I would, you know, a, th- a single here and there, like throw it out is great. But yeah, no, I want a whole Kelly Clarkson album. That's what we look forward to. Totally. Dan. So, yeah. Yeah, totally personal preference. I, I, I'm just so accustomed to the album every two to three years. Of course, with her busy schedule, you know, three years, I think is certainly understandable or maybe even three and a half. But yeah, I, I prefer the full album. Um, I get... A little bit um it, it just having a single here and there like a random single that's not going to be attached to an album every once in a while i think is nice but i don't really feel a sense of of i'm not sure what the word is but with the album you have like a cohesive you haven't like like kaylee said an era um you can attach yourself to the specific time period and yeah. that really speaks to me it's again it's what i've grown up with with all of the artists that i followed and it it kind of just puts me in that mindset of okay this is where i'm at now this is what i'm into now and it's much more comfortable i guess you could say as a listener especially with streaming um i don't need to rely on the radio to provide me singles so if an album's coming out i'd like to hear you know two or three singles from it to get the hype going but then you know that when that album comes out those singles will be part of it and it's it's just going to add to it usually you're going to get what they consider the best songs maybe up front as singles. So by the time the album comes out, you're like super pumped and super hyped. And now it's like, you're all in. And that really speaks to me. That's, that's what I'm accustomed to. And I think that's what would um, bring me in uh, more than anything. I think I was originally in the camp of wanting, you know, the, the occasional single, like every few months or whatever. But I think I, over time I've, sort of changed back to the ways of, of wanting the full full blown albums. Um, and that was the whole reason why I asked the question. Cause I wanted to see if there were people out there who really do 
enjoy when artists just sort of sprinkle songs out there every once in a while. Because, I mean, for a hot minute, they were saying, oh, this is the way it's going. People don't listen to albums anymore. They just listen to singles. I think it's like the younger younger audiences, like yeah, teenagers, that's totally. what teenagers and young 20s, that's what they're used to. Because they all they really grew up with the streaming era, and that's it's so easy to put out a single. But yeah. I think us who are all accustomed and used to having full-length albums, it just doesn't seem natural. Yeah, because no, sure. they're the worst and we're not. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, I think out of everybody, I think I'm the most selfish. And I think my time frame would be closer to a year and a half to two years uh, in between albums. Um, I'm not a very patient person. So I love when there's <laughs> something new to look forward to. Uh, but I understand, you know, the time constraints. This is This would be in a perfect world, you know, where, you know, she was very easily able to handle... Uh, being a single mom and being a talk show host and whatever other hosting things end up being put onto her plate. And also on top of that, being a, a recording musician, I, in a perfect world, I would love to have albums as frequently as possible. Cause there were a couple of bands that I listened to that I got really spoiled and they were putting out albums once a year. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the band that I think of, and granted they didn't do it every year, but the, the band that I think of, um, is Green Day, where every so often, you know, they would put out like a double album and then they put out a like a trio of albums and, and they were just, they were loading the fan base with content. There was just so much. It was almost overwhelming. And I'm not saying that that's what I want Kelly to do, but bands like that and, and others as well sort of train me to get new music sooner. And, you know, this, this, lull between meaning of life and now has just been torturous um and, and I mean, you know the christmas album was great and there was new material there and you know the kelly uh, kelly Oki album is wonderful and i and i love just hearing new recordings but you know the the day when you sit down with a new album and you really spend quality time with it is is one of my favorite things to do as a, as a music lover and oh, I, it's the best. yeah, and yep. I have been yep. so deprived of that with Kelly for so long. Again, I did the same thing with with Kelly Oki and with the Christmas album, but it was just different because I knew that Kelly Oki was only six songs, and I already knew, for the most part, I knew all the songs. And Christmas is Christmas, you know. I was I was spending more time with the the originals than I was the standards. But to sit down, like if you can remember how you felt the first time you got the meaning of life album in your hands, whether it be physical or streaming. And you sat down and you just listened to it from front to back. I mean, that's a, that's a big experience for a music fan and as a, a fan of an artist. And I want that feeling more and more often, especially with Kelly, because it's just such a big moment for me as a fan. And so I think that's one of the reasons why I want it more often, but I understand that, you know, it's probably more realistic that it's going to be, two to three years. And as she ages as an artist, it could be even further. I mean, she's only just now into her forties and we're already at a five year span between new original albums. So this could very well be the way it goes moving forward. Yeah. And this will be what her ninth. Will this be her ninth album? Ninth non Christmas. Oh, non Christmas. Oh, Um, we're saying non Christmas with with everything. One, I think like it's any, eight. Thank, it's non- thankful, Breakaway, My December, All I Ever Wanted, Stronger. We're not counting Peace Wrapped in Red or Greatest Hits, Piece by Piece, Meaning of Life. This will be the eighth, not counting Christmas. Yeah. 
And In anything co- heard about when it might? No, literally, out? our guess is you know we we we're clueless. Yeah, great. Thanks a lot. We <laughs> have given up trying to guess because we've been trying to guess for the last yeah. two years. Yeah, well, yeah. She started, I if you listen to, if you go back, she started talking about her album. Originally, it was going to be like some mashup of yes. Stronger and Breakaway. Breakaway on steroids, basically. And that was in 2019. And then it feels like she scrapped that given life circumstances and started over again. I actually wanted her to do something like up. Do you guys remember Shania Twain's up where it had like a countryside and a pop side, but it yep. was like, that would be cool. but I think it might've been the same song. Yeah. It was the same song. I wanted songs. her to do completely different songs and have like what you were talking about, a green day double album and yeah. have all just a, and it could be different. Like you could release one as like country. Cause I know everybody wants a country album or a lot of people do. And one is like R and B pop rock. It would be awesome. That'd be yeah, a that's very, my that's my dream. That's my dream movie. Right that's there. a yeah. very, very mm-hmm. cool idea. I would now that's that. my dream. <laughs> <laughs> Cause you know that that material is out there. I mean, I don't know if she, we obviously don't know if she recorded it or, or how far down the road they got with it. Um, before they sort of decided to switch gears and and record whatever this new album is going to be, but man, to hear the juxtaposition between the two albums, where you know she's feeling two entirely different ways, oof, ooh, mm-hmm. that would be, yeah, a, be that awesome. would be a ride. And we, you know, it'll be six years. It, let's be honest, we're not getting something until twenty twenty three. We might get a single this year, but I doubt we'll get the album. I would be shocked. Same. Anyway. Thank you guys so much. Uh, Kaylee, Dan, and Kenny, thank you so much for joining us. This was a lot of fun, and I've had a lot. I've been really enjoyed meeting all of you and hearing your perspectives on all things Kelly Clarkson. Yes. Thanks so much, Back you guys. You. Thank you guys for having Of course. Yes, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was a lot of fun. Truly a thrill. Absolutely. Thank you so much to Kaylee, Dan, and Kenny for joining us for our latest roundtable episode. Um, I had a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, they were a lot of fun. I I always love meeting uh, fans for the first time, and I love hearing other people's opinions about uh, any and all things Kelly, and especially when uh, we don't agree, because I love the debate going back and forth. Totally. It makes it super interesting and not just like a... Oh, like a yes conversation? Like, yes, this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's It makes it more, I don't know. It's, more, don't it's know. much more it, engaging and entertaining. Engaging. That's the word. I was like, I already said interesting. I don't want to use it again. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, everyone listening, let us know your hot takes. Do you agree with what we said? Are you like, you guys are idiots? Let us know. Um, well, actually, don't tell us if we're idiots. Just tell us if you have other thoughts. Um, <laughs> anyway, you can find us on social media. <laughs> Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Miss Into Podcast. And if you listen to us on Apple, please consider leaving us a rating and review. It really helps other Kelly fans discover us. And also on Spotify, if you listen on the app, you can leave us a rating there as well. It takes about five seconds. Not exaggerating on that. And uh, I think we'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Yes, and as we are back next week with a brand new episode, we are also counting down to our 100th episode of the podcast. Oh my gosh. Yes, uh, which I believe, and we'll have to work out the semantics of it all. I don't know if the, if the 100th episode is going to officially start our third season, if you will, or if it'll be the season finale of season two. We still have to figure all season that kind finale. of stuff out. Yeah. But it's also going to uh, coincide with a very big anniversary that we are excited about, and we've got some fun stuff planned for the episode. So 
make sure you tune in. That is in just two episodes. So not next week's episode, but the episode after uh, is going to be our big 100th birthday celebration. Yes. You may see on like some apps that like it may come out as like 101 because some apps count our trailer as an episode. Which oh, do is they? Not, they do. I, th- I, I don't know if it's Apple or Spotify, but it's not Apple. That's for sure. Then it might be Spotify. I don't remember. But one of them counts it as like the trailer as an episode, which is like not the case. So we've done the homework. The two episodes from now will be number 100, which is bonkers <laughs> that people listen. You're used to it because you're on the radio. But like I, people listen to my voice. What? What? <laughs> but this has been good exposure therapy because no one ever likes to hear themselves talk. I don't want to say no. Most people don't. And this is give, giving me practice. And now I can tolerate myself. So. Yes. Yay. <laughs> That's we awesome. love it. Anyway. <laughs> Until next time, uh, we'll catch you on the next one. See you guys. Bye. You've been listening to Miss Indie Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. Miss Indie Podcast was written and produced by Jeremy and Pam. Remember to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you'll be the first to know when a new podcast is posted. Continue the conversation by following the podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Miss Indie Podcast. Send us your questions and comments to Miss Indie Podcast at gmail.com.